Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In Love with a Bird Brain by Heather Grovett. The sound came from a grimy heap in the corner of the shop. I bent over, trying to see what had made the noise. There it was, a young sparrow not old enough to fly, covered with dust. It cowered in the corner, only its chest moving as it panted nervously. Silly thing, I muttered, wondering what to do with it. Overhead, the rafters echoed with loud chirps from older and wiser sparrows. Its mother was probably up there watching us. Surely she'd take care of it, even if the little bird had been dumb enough to fall out of the nest. Then something rubbed against my leg. I looked down and saw our striped tomcat sparkle. He purred cheerfully, but I wasn't happy to see him. I was sure a helpless baby bird would make a perfect cat snack. Pushing Sparkle aside, I reached under the pile of boxes. The small creature didn't move, even when my hands came around it. Now what? I knew what my dad would say when I turned up with the bird. My dad hates sparrows. He had built this new shop planning to store his vehicles and equipment inside, but sparrows decided it was the perfect birdhouse. Hundreds of them lived in the rafters and messed all over the equipment. My dad threatened their lives each day. Just wait until I get that overhead door in place, he'd warn the birds. Then you're in trouble. He wasn't going to be the least bit happy about one of the enemies moving into our house. Once inside, I had a better look at the sparrow. It was frightened and hunched down in my hand as though it thought it could make itself small enough to disappear. The creature was a mishmash of dirty tones, dark brown feathers with creamy brown lines. As I watched, its yellowish beak opened and out came an amazingly shrill peep. It sat quietly for a moment, then began to screech. Peep, peep, peep! How could a bird only a few inches tall make such a loud noise? Obviously, I wouldn't be able to hide it from my parents. Luckily, my mom is a real animal lover. After I told her the story, she phoned around trying to get some ideas of what to feed a baby sparrow. When she got off the phone, she shook her head. Looks as though no one else knows either, Mom said with a frown. I guess we'll just have to use some common sense. Mom told me that sparrows eat seeds, grains, and little bugs. We'll try to feed it those kinds of things. Mom, you want me to catch bugs? I asked. You've got it, she answered with a faint smile. If you're going to be this little bird brain's mother, you'll have to find it something to eat. The name bird brain stuck, and suddenly I became a mother bird. We fed bird brain all sorts of things, such as oatmeal porridge with dead flies mixed in, dog food, and hard-boiled eggs. At first, bird brain was difficult to feed. The creature cowered down low whenever I came near. I had to pry its beak open and stuff a few crumbs into it. But within a few hours, a little light seemed to come on inside its birdie head. Birdbrain took a good look at me and decided I was Mama. By evening, all I had to do was walk by its cage and Birdbrain's head would pop up and its bright yellow beak would open. I used a plastic spoon to scoop in a few bites of some sort of mush. Birdbrain loved it. Before long, whenever the plastic spoon appeared, Birdbrain would dance around in circles, head outstretched and beak flapping. More than once, the bird fell right off my knee. Within a few days, the little creature began fluttering around. Birdbrain could fly a few inches from the perch to my knee. It liked to be close to me. 
One afternoon, Dad sat with his fingers in his ears, watching me feed bird brain. When I was finished, Dad smiled. You know, he said, I don't think this bird fell from a nest. I think its mother pushed it out. I had to smile, too. If I were a mother sparrow and had a half dozen noisy babies to feed, I'd probably be tempted to push a few out of the nest myself. But even though bird brain was noisy, a lot of work, and not even that nice-looking with its porridge-encrusted chest and neck, I still loved my feathery baby. Finally, the day came for bird brain to return to the wild. I carried it to the shop and set my winged friend on a ledge. I'll be back later, I said. I was hoping that bird brain would eventually decide to be a bird and follow the other birds in their hunt for food. But until then, I planned to come down to the shop every few hours and offer Birdbrain something to eat. At first, things happened the way I planned. Birdbrain rushed over to me whenever I came to visit. The food I brought was eagerly devoured, but Birdbrain also seemed happy to hang out with the other birds. Maybe things were working out after all. But then one morning, no Birdbrain appeared. And when I went out at dinner, my beloved bird wasn't there either. By evening, I was worried. Was bird brain dead or alive somewhere living a normal bird life? I never learned what happened to bird brain. A few weeks later, I found a dead sparrow in our yard. I looked at it carefully, but I couldn't tell if it was bird brain. The multicolored brown tones and the yellow beak were the same on millions of other sparrows. I missed my little bird brain. I know it was just a sparrow, but it was my sparrow. I think bird brain loved me. And I loved Birdbrain, noise and mess and all. After my weeks with Birdbrain, I could better understand what Jesus said in Luke twelve six: Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? Yet not one of them is forgotten by God. Sparrows are everywhere. They're noisy and a bother, and they're worth nothing in the eyes of humans. But God made them, and He loves them, and He remembers each one of them. If God loves sparrows. Think how much he loves us. Even when I'm like Birdbrain, noisy and dirty and pesky, I'm still loved by God, and I know He loves you too. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.